0: Good evening. Welcome in. Yeah, y'all it Big. Been a... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also in the car. I'm in the, I'm in the car because I had to drive the kids. So not a studio show today. We could have done one earlier today. But uh, actually, I was playing with my boys most of the day. Yeah, sorry, Zach. So Yeah, we're not in the studio. I'm actually in the car. I, the mic is in, Paulo. Can you guys hear? Can you guys hear? Yeah, you can hear. Shinzola says, family first. Yeah, no, we were playing. I can sing for you. Uh, I'll show you guys this. Uh, so, obviously, we've been working on the new studio. The The studio is, for the most part, complete. Ran into a small audio issue last night, but I was working on that some today. But my kids, my kids have have realized that, this new studio is is kind of spectacular. So they also kind of commandeered everything today and turned it into their own multiplayer arcade. Here is a photo of my three boys tonight. Y'all yeah, exactly right. Here are the three boys uh, today playing I've done some further modifications. So today we uh, we installed Today, I, I was working on the audio piece, which I think I figured that out. I was talking to Ripper about it earlier. I think I figured part of that out. Yeah, there's the three boys playing in the studio. Here's, I, I took another one a little bit kind of behind them so you could see their screens. They've turned this into like an arcade where like, you ever been in the arcade and they've got like the two, the two player machines that are like tied together so you can play co-op, right? Like you could play against each other in an arcade. That's what they were doing. You you see, they're playing the same game on those top two screens. One of them has uh one of them is is playing on the PC, the other is playing co-op with him on the Xbox that I installed in the studio today. See, making continuing to make improvements to the studio. So I brought out and wired up the Xbox today. And so now they're playing uh they're playing multiplayer like in this game on these screens and, and one's using the PC and the other one's using uh, the other one's using the Xbox. So, and again, how silly they're playing Roblox. That's, that's what they're playing. They're playing Roblox, all this amazing computer equipment and they play Roblox. That looks like it was written for Atari. I know. (laughs) So oh, primal. I told him, I said, absolutely forbidden. There is zero. Food and drink in my studio. None. The first kid I see out there with an open, with an open bottle, done. Dunzo. Grounded. <laughs> no, it, it's definitely not Madden, Rhino. They were playing, uh, I don't know what it's called, uh, some football game. I can't remember what it's called. Anubis. Wait, what? Why is there a Coke can in the picture? Oh, hang on a second. Oh, oh, that was mine. That's why It's not open. It's not open. It was still sealed. I brought it out there uh, last night for the stream that I never ended up opening it.
1: You wanted to tempt the resolve, test yeah, their metal. It wasn't oh, was even. You're gonna go for it. it? You're it, thirsty. You're gonna test this. You're <laughs> feeling is, lucky, punk.
0: <laughs> but it. But it was never open. No, that one's not open. No. I don't think. No. No. I no. no. In,
1: that, it's not open.
0: Yeah, that's not open. I. That's the one I brought it out there last night. For myself and i told him i said listen do as i say not as i do okay i might have drinks out there but now if i screw something up then that's on me all right but i they they're not i'm not giving them the opportunity to mess something up
1: oh that that's really far away oh is that oliver's
0: wait where
1: oh down at the, the one bottom on the, on the floor
0: yeah i told him that they that yeah that is oliver's but i told them that they could have it as long as it stayed on the floor they can stay on the floor, but they're not allowed to put it. That's right. I can pay for my mistakes, Ch- uh, Sal. You're exactly right. I can pay for my mistakes, but they can't.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Excuse me. So, yeah, they're not allowed. Um, they're not allowed to, to have anything out there. Yes, that one is open, but it's on the floor. That was Oliver's anyway. It's hard to say no to Oliver. It's easier to say no to the to the teenagers than it is to the sweet baby it's hard to say no to the sweet baby so how you guys doing tonight you guys good yeah I'm most you have stupid good.
1: news ready uh, i'm really looking forward to some stupid news
0: have you I, no i don't have any stupid news i'm in the car
1: i know that's why <laughs> i asked so no, I no, sorry. A...
0: by the way quick shout out have you guys yeah. seen Dreamweaver's newest video Dreamweaver. Is the king of satire inside Star Trek Fleet Command. And he posted a video, a 30 minute Tybo kind of video, hosted by your one and only fitness instructor, Ultimate DJs. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that, Dreamweaver. That's hilarious. He took, there it is, he, he took that two second, three second clip and looped it for 30 minutes, Aaron. 30 wow. minutes. <laughs> I'll later. Oh, God. He even played music in the background and everything. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. I hate that it was blurry, Dreamweaver. My camera must have had trouble focusing in on me at that particular moment. It was like, wait, do I focus on the fist or the face? Fist or face? Fist or face. So it was blurry. But oh, that was funny. Sack Attack says, I should grow a beard. You know, Funny. Huh. That is so funny. I, Stephen Darren, today I received comments from three or four people that said, Wow, you don't look like what I thought you would. I was expecting <laughs> like a big beard. You know, and I, I feel like, I feel like Beck had something to do with this. All right. Because we put people, it in
2: everyone's head. Yeah. So you were a giant yeah, lumberjack. That I was, like, that I was a big lumberjack. Onion.
0: Yeah. A big lumberjack. Is is what? That's right, Viper. I I blame <laughs> back.
1: You know, you really should have had her on flannel when you came out just for her.
0: <laughs> I should have. I was actually thinking about that. I should have worn Talking Trek t shirt, but I saw my best cat dad ever t shirt and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go with that.
1: I'm gonna go yeah, with that. Yeah, that was a good. Trip. That was a good one.
0: Oh, I, I like that t shirt. Mrs. DJ's bought me that t shirt. That's a nice one. Yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of cat shirts. I'll, I'll be showing you guys many more cat shirts as time goes on. But, um, yes, it really happened, Primal. It did indeed actually happen. The face reveal happened last night. So, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was pretty awesome. Thanks, Bubba. I saw, I saw in the chat later, of course, there was a million things happening last night. I heard you pop in uh, a couple of times, and I knew it was late. Um, but, Bubba actually stayed up to uh to take part and and then he just kept saying you know there was so much noise and so many people were, were talking and i never really found like my edge to come in and and speak so and then before you know it like it was already seven hours past his bedtime so
1: <laughs> that <my> true statement.
0: <laughs> oh i know it was crazy last night was just nuts see look shinjo Biggest surprise of the night. I always uh, pictured DJ with a beard. Hashtag blame Beck. Thanks, Beck. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh man, it was. Uh, yeah, Damo says I feel robbed that you were clean shaven. So I did actually shave for the stream. That is not untrue. I did shave, uh, but I don't. I I don't grow out a big beard. But I was I was messy. I was disheveled, if you will. It was it was probably a good solid four or five days growth, and uh, so I, I, I shaved that off. Lloydson says, "I thought you were Asian." I am. Could you not see it? Because I, I have had some other people tell me that that they for sure saw it in my eyes, my yeah. almond shaped my almond shaped eyes. So um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun last night. Last night was crazy. <laughs> and uh, and I, I I appreciate everybody who was there. It was it was a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. So um,
1: I missed Aaron, it. Had to work. You, Caught the end. Yeah,
0: I hate that. Yeah, you came in like literally with like sixty last second. To go. I was like,
1: yes, he's still yeah. on. All right. Oh, he's leaving. Okay. Hi guys. <laughs> have <a> good night.
0: <laughs> good night, <laughs> everybody. A great time, guys. You all have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was crazy.
1: Oh, Spectre says,
0: has anybody done a proof of life check on Sweet Creature? I did send Sweet a message. Uh, it wasn't until this evening. Uh, I didn't send it until this evening because I, I really haven't been online very much today. But I did send a message, uh, obviously, just to to reach out and you know make sure that they were alive. And
1: hey, that was <laughs> you, right, last night? Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, no, I told him, I said, you know, I mean, that it was just, that was crazy. That was crazy. I, uh, I told him that I wanted to send him a, uh, send him a thank you gift. So, uh, I told him to, to get me some information and I'd send that stuff back. Uh, send him, send him something nice. I don't like know. Maybe we'll, send, maybe we'll send him a couple of things out of the talking Trek merch store, or, or maybe some star Trek wine or something like that. Cause I mean, really, that was, that was kind of crazy it was really kind of nuts so but yeah no i mean really truthfully we we have uh and we gave away so much stuff last night it was just so anywho it was uh it was a good night i appreciate everybody uh everybody who came out it was it was a lot of fun um we will uh if if aaron is ready we'll get ready to start here in
1: just a moment ready you mean we didn't start yet? I could have been swearing. That <laughs> would yes. have been
0: some good sound bites. Yes, G. D. It. Okay.
1: <laughs> Gosh darn it!
0: Tactical creams. Says, is it me or did he? Does he not look like the voice? I mean, no, no. That's that's a real thing. Um, way back in my in my radio career, that was always the thing. Mm. is like when you would actually, of course, when I was younger, radio remotes were still a thing. You didn't have satellite radio. You didn't really have a lot of, there wasn't streaming radio. iTunes wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, seriously, online music didn't exist. (laughs) How old am I? Uh, Online music didn't (laughs) exist. So radio and remote broadcasts, they were still all the rage. Like when you could go out and meet one of your favorite DJs, you know,
1: online like music, was, isn't that when you got those CDs from the mail?
0: Yeah, a the what, CDs what was that? for a penny. Columbia House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was that was about the cheapest uh, my way to get music.
2: music. Yeah.
0: So uh yeah, so that was the thing. So when you when you got to go out and you went to a, a broadcast, you know, a radio remote broadcast or something like that, and you met one of your favorite DJs, it was rare that the voice matched the face. Like it, it was almost always, you know. Not what you pictured, so I, I am certainly not at all surprised that some people say that my voice doesn't match my face. Because you where the everyone
1: draw a picture of what they think you look like, I and should then have. revealed and like, see, I missed reveal night. I had so many good ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I did have a few good ideas last night. We we pulled off a few of them um it was it was a lot of fun i don't know if anybody did anybody happen to capture a clip or a screen grab i i think there was of the uh the cat mask when i first turned on the camera yes <laughs> that was that's oh. that's in our contributors chat oh, you went cat me,
1: mask? that's good oh, i did oh, oh i did okay, target.
0: okay yeah, but-, but i real but i realized afterwards i was like oh I have two noses. I should have covered up my nose. What was I thinking? I, so, so, yeah, in the screen grab that I saw, yeah, look, I've got two noses. Oh, that was ridiculous. I should have fixed the nose. <laughs> I should have fixed the nose. Um, but yeah, and, and if Wham is here, I don't know if Wham is here. I actually made a homemade tinfoil hat just for Wham. Nice. Yeah, you see that in the chat right there.
1: That's pretty good. I like Thank that. You.
0: <laughs> I, 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 Kark and I left the hat change in place.
1: <laughs>
0: I left it on, and I, I brought out just a ton, a ton of hats. Brought out a ton of hats. Cowboy and, hat. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Had a cowboy hat. Had had sparkly hats. Had blinky hats. Had squid hats. Had uh, had a raccoon skin hat, like a musketeer hat or whatever. Oh yeah. Is good stuff. Waffley says, out of curiosity, what, what region of the country were you on in the radio? Uh, the United States?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Viper's got it. Are you asking DJ a geography question? It was somewhere. <laughs> it, was, it was somewhere in the was 50 states. Was it warm or cold? <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Divine says that uh, he loved the banana hat. Tactical Cream says his favorite was the squid hat. Oh, man. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, yes. And we learned, Viper. You're absolutely right. Aaron, I hope you're rolling tape on this because, because I wasn't necessarily wanting to make this a part of the show. But since we're having a good time chatting about it, oh, my gosh. We learned, community. We learned that Echo is as bad at geography as I am. All right. <laughs> hey, hang can- on. Hang on.
2: (laughs) All we learned is that he is also bad at geography.
0: There's no qualifications of as bad that were determined last night. Well, there will be. There will be because (laughs) in a few weeks, I am going to challenge Echo to that same United States uh, map quiz. I'm going to challenge him. Live. Who is
2: going to officiate
0: this? Well, what I think we're going to do is we're going to use a soundproof booth. All right, I'll play the quiz once, and then we'll bring Echo out to play the quiz, and we'll see who does better. All right, I, I th- think I think it could be uh, it could be. Oh my gosh, Ross Ra says uh, Raw just found me my star hat. Oh, that's great! That's great. I, somebody, somebody, grab that I'll link co- and throw it in my I'll copy PMs. That
1: link. Yeah,
0: yeah, throw that in my PMs. I, I'll, I'll buy that hat. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna buy that hat. Good evening, everybody. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for enjoying our little bit of fluffer time. Uh my name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Good Cars with DJs, a subset of the Talking Trek podcast. And tonight with our friends Kark and Stevens Aaron, Bubba Joe is here as well. And uh good evening to you guys. Here's here's long story what short, what happened, Bubba. I had fully planned on doing a fully produced podcast today, but we were up late. Um it was you were. Almost, Why? It, it was almost three o'clock in the morning before we wrapped up. And then with the time change, like, I don't even know, I honestly don't know when we actually wrapped up, because I think it was... I don't remember if it was before two or after two, but then it was suddenly three, and then three turned into four. All right, it, it was it was a very late night, and then, you know, so I slept a little bit, and then today. Got up, had had a few things to do. Hung out with the kids, played with the played with the boys, as you guys saw from some of the screenshots earlier. Maybe perhaps you could throw those into the uh, graphics room, Aaron, so somebody might be able to hear if they were if they were just coming in. But uh, my boys, Baba, the boys have have basically taken over the studio. They've commandeered my studio. Yep. All right. They they have realized what kind of functionality exists out there. And and they were coming out today to pair Xbox controllers. They we we were figuring out how to play Call of Duty and and all this stuff with the Xbox controller. And and so we we've done this now, Bubba. I've got the Xbox set up out there. I've got controllers set up out there. So like we could play Stray one night, or we could do some Call of Duty, or you know, what is this Fortnite? Whatever. I mean, it it is it is a bona fide game room. So well, you know what that means though. That means that there are gonna be plenty of days where I'm gonna have to kick their tails out of there so I can work. That's what that means. No, that's not what it means. What does it means mean? You're gonna, means you're gonna need another studio.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: not a chance. All right, no way. That's not happening. I'm already constructing one. <laughs> uh so so yeah, I've got some I've got some leftover pieces. Uh, from the old studio that I told Oliver DJs that I would I would put. Well, you guys saw the the picture. Like on oh, the very first day we built the new studio, I uh, I gave him you know that cheap little folding table, The
1: folding table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's so got to start somewhere, don't? You know, yeah, that's you right, Oliver. You're only
0: ever. seven, okay? You can start with the folding table. So uh, I'm gonna take some of my old parts and uh, and let him kind of have. You know, a little a little makeshift thing for him to be able to play some Roblox on or some Among Us or something like that. As a matter of fact, the other night on Discord, I think this was Sunday night after the podcast. Bubba, we uh, we gathered together. Oliver DJs wanted to play some Among Us with our friends, so we didn't even we didn't stream it uh, or record it. Probably should have. It was cute, but uh, we went live in Discord, and uh, some people uh, some people had an opportunity to play Among Us with Oliver DJs. live live in discord and the way that i've got uh his little rig kind of wired up into mine is that i do have it wired in so that we can also capture his gameplay so we can watch my screen but now i also have the capability uh and have networked in his screen so um some people some people were teasing because they were stream sniping but they were stream sniping oliver And and he didn't realize it while it was going on. As a matter of fact, we were talking about that today, and he was suddenly very offended and very hurt that that as he should be (laughs) that you would throw him up as a sacrificial lamb to your friends. (laughs) I I well, but they they didn't see my screen, so it was was all good. Um, But yeah, no, it was uh, it's a lot of fun, and and the boys are really really enjoying. The, uh, the new studio. so uh, And, of course, I appreciate all you guys for all the patience and all the generosity over these last couple of years that have really kind of culminated into something amazing. So uh, And that was last night. As Arian has officially dubbed it, the face behind the fur reveal is what we ended up calling it last night. It is available on Twitch. It should be probably available on YouTube tomorrow, maybe the next day. Depends on if I have time to, to fix it up. but uh, yes, that will uh, that will ultimately end up happening. And uh, I really appreciate everybody uh, in, enjoying that. and if you didn't get the, if you didn't get an opportunity to catch it live, it was it was a stream unlike any other. The, the first 30 minutes was just reading names. So you, you know you could watch that if you wanted. 30? but it, there was yeah I think it was like 30 minutes. first 27, 30, wasn't 40, 40 minutes longer. I think it was close to an hour, man. Was it really? Oh, gosh. I mean, it, it was just reading names. The, the community was was just crazy last night. But then, of course, uh, President Echo stopped by, so we talked to him for a little bit. Ripper was in rare form, and and really, buddy, he took off the gloves last night. He <laughs> talked Echo. I mean, he punched Echo right in the face. Okay? Like, If Ripper and Echo were in a boxing ring, that was a round one KO. All right. That was a round one knockout from Ripper just delivered the heat. All right. Uh, It was was really – it must be like what you guys feel when I'm going at Echo. That must have been that level of discomfort. (laughs) It was – it was amazing. It was great. So President Echo stopped by. And then, uh, then we got into the reveal. We did some hats. My, uh, my boys came out. Oliver was out. Uh, Noah was out. He did some hat changes. It was a lot of fun. And, um, somebody, and, and somebody, somebody called me out, Baba Joe. Although I did learn today, by the way, I did learn today that it is still possible for me to do a stream without wearing pants because according to ripper sweatpants or like or like sport pants windbreaker pants basketball shorts pants those aren't real pants so if i were to wear those i can say that i'm not wearing pants because apparently he does not consider them real pants so there's that so i will continue to to stream without pants. That will happen as well. It in this seems winter. like a technicality. Are you sure you want to live that way? Absolutely not. I'm just going to actually remove okay. My pants. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, it, was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks again, just uh, to everybody who, who participated uh, and anybody who watches and anybody who even goes back and watches it now. It was just, it was probably, no lie, Baba, in all seriousness, it was probably the highlight of my streaming career within uh, this community it it was something very very special to me and uh, and thank you guys so very very much it was it was incredibly humbling and uh, and some of the words that people shared last night including from Mr President were just very very uh very very heartfelt by me and I and I want to thank everybody you don't really i guess maybe realize how much of an impact you could have on somebody's, on somebody's life or, or somebody's mood uh, or, or just finding a way to relate to somebody when they might have something unique going on in their life. And, and there was just a ton of those messages Bubba Joe. So uh, thank you. And um, I, I really appreciate that from everybody. And then later uh, in the show, Bubba Joe, we did, in fact, uh, give away. Community, we gave away. What did it end up being? Aaron, was it 1500 Uh, $1,600. $1,600 we gave away last night. I mean, just absolutely crazy. $1,600. I mean, that's not small. <laughs> no. That's,
1: what?
0: That's not small. I, it was, it was kind of mind-blowing. Uh, that we were able to, to kind of gather all that. And we, we gave away $1,600 on the stream last night. Hey, hang on a second. Mr. President is actually PMing me. So, uh, yeah, we gave away ridiculous amounts of prizes last night. $1,600 worth of stuff, a bunch of battle passes. We gave away a Talking Trek cooking apron. Uh, that, was, that was requested. Um, and... In the final uh, the final segment of the show, Bubba Joe, I did indeed push to ops fifty one where I heard, the community... I heard there was uh, I heard you uh, had some fun there so i I guess I did have a little bit of fun. What people really uh, found most intriguing about that segment was the actual look of despair that was apparently yeah. written all across my face. Oh, it was. <laughs> All right. Because, now, but I will point out, community, I will point out that there was more than one Scopely staffer apparently hiding out in our audience last night because I was reached out. I, I was reached out to today, and I was told not to panic. I was told not to panic. While G4 parts and materials may not show up in a lot of the, stationary bundles uh i was told that event rewards event rewards continue to give out g4 as a matter of fact i was shown and and i haven't actually logged in today so i don't know but i was i was told that that even for example here at 51 the events payouts while they will now include ops you know g4 uh, or g5 stuff they will still include the same number of materials and parts as a G as an ops 49 event would. So it was almost like what they did when they went from G three to G four. Yeah. All right. Like you still, but it doesn't increase anymore. So like I'm at the max payout now of G four stuff. I'm at the max payout of G four stuff. It will never get to be any more than that. It's just now they start tacking on G five. So, so, I mean I need the mari gif. I need I need the
2: mari gif saying that is a lie.
0: That so I've heard that from people. Trader told me the same thing last night was like, you know, I don't know who who told you that it kind of stays the same but it's not really. So that's stressful because obviously I'm not done with G4 materials. So folks, if, if for those of you who were watching last night or for those of you who will watch, that look of fear and and utter shock and maybe even a little disgust was genuine and has yet to be fully alleviated <laughs> all right i'm still fearful of what uh, of what g5 is going to give now i have very famously said baba joe that 51 is not where you should be scared all right i have stated and I do believe that 52 is where the game turns to crap. Um and so for that reason I'm probably not going to probably not going to do anything crazy there for for a while. I'm probably going to stick where I'm at. I think I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I'm going to have to for a while because I have no G5 and and the common to lat conversion just appears to be outrageous. It appears to be crazy because now at 51, my buildings all do take common parts uh, or common materials, Baba Joe. But obviously, I haven't earned any. I've never earned any. So, to convert something like 7,000 common mats the other night was something like 85,000 lat. And I was just like, "Mm, yeah, probably not. You know, probably not. So, anywho, it is what it is. I am there. There's no going back. And I'm going to have to find a way to deal with it. All right? So I well, have... Uh, I have- what, what I'll tell you, DJ,
2: is that some of the events give out G4 and
0: G5. But most of the events do not. When you say most of the events, um, are you referring None- to... None, of the, None of the dailies. None of the dailies give out both. I, I did notice that. The dailies do all appear to be G5. So that's a, little, that's a little concerning because I do do a lot of those. Although, admittedly, Baba, I never did those for materials. I usually do those for ultras and XP. I usually do those events because, listen, you guys know, at 49 and down, or actually I think it's 50 and down, those daily minis are garbage. I mean, you could do 25,000 you could do 25,000 research points, and the payout is 11 gas? 11? You know, what? So well, you, you will want to start doing them when you can, then. Well, I probably will, because I, I do see that they're paying you know, what appear to be healthy amounts of G5, but they are missing G4. So, let me come back and, and say, Bubba, then when you talk about events, the daily minis, there's no G4 there, admittedly. I haven't seen any G4 in my Bajoran refinery. I haven't seen any G4 in in any of the new stuff. All right. My new 30-day chest has arrived. It's got that stuff. And um, but actual events, events like arc events. Whatever we get in the events tab day to day today, I have been told will we'll contain equal parts to Ops 49 as far as G4 materials and parts. So it depends. It's not
2: consistent. This is one of those things that should be consistent and should be a standard and someone at Scopely should be controlling it. But it appears to be based on either the arc runner or the person actually coding it in to whether it will actually include the G4 or not.
0: Well, yes, at Tactical Creep, you're right. Uh, I have already looked at Armada chests. They are obviously more expensive as far as the solo Armadas go. I have not looked at the uh, standard G4 Armada chests. I, I I wasn't aware that those changed, because didn't that content kind of cap out at fifty? So I don't know. I don't know if the G4 Armada chests changed. I didn't look. I don't think that they do. They cap out at fifty. But yeah, the. the solo armada chests have taken a significant jump and, uh, and that's going to be more difficult to keep up with. But at the same time, last night, Bubba, um, while we were doing all of this ridiculous spending, we also were, was able to find the stuff to take a freshly built coronar straight to tier seven. We took the Corey all the way up to $30 in power, which now I'm hoping should provide me the ability to actually maybe punch up. The fact that I can now take out the G3 Enterprise uh, could allow me to maybe possibly hit up a generation. Uh, Silent caliber says, I don't know, man. I'm with you. I went 49 to 52, and solo armadas have lost a great deal of shine for me because the chest costs too much. So, um, the solo
2: armada chests are pretty absurd, but
0: I mean, it's just, it is what it is. People love them because they're not at 50 plus. Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see how my perspective changes over the next couple of months. Uh, maybe even the next several weeks, Baba, because I have been admittedly, uh, a biased vocal, uh, you know, having a biased vocal position on that because I am in the sweet spot. I am now no longer in the sweet spot, so um, we'll we'll see how that how that transitions over the next several uh, several weeks, and we'll see. Um, but uh, there, those those were some of the shenanigans that we ran into, and and maybe for players, maybe for players who got to see that, and maybe that was their first taste of on screen, you know, publicly visible G five gameplay. Um, maybe now you, you will finally connect an image with the words that have been coming from this stage for a year, which is G5 is not good. Avoid G5. Like, don't go there yet. And uh, although I have very publicly admitted that I don't believe the game really significantly modifies itself until about Ops 52, but even at 51, Bubba, I am already starting to see some impact. Tactical Cream said, I felt like I saw your soul leave your body. <laughs> that, that, may be, that may be exactly what happened last night. It was like the, the breath of happiness evaporated from my lungs, Bubba Joe. I might have been slightly shocked and or nauseous. Alright, so so, but We'll continue to see how things uh, will progress over the over the next couple of uh, weeks or months. Uh, I That's, do have my first G five daily, of which I cannot complete. So there's one daily down that I can now no longer do. <laughs> well, so it's my it's my mining daily. Can't uh, can't do it yet.
2: You picked up uh, you picked up uh, two of the three parts of the gift basket for coming to fifty.
1: The only oh, one you
2: the- you. The only one you don't have is, is uh actual anger. So you know uh <laughs> sticker shock, nauseous,
0: actual anger. Those are the three things in the gift chest for welcome to fifty. Wait, you conveniently left out the fifty thousand isogen uh that, that was included in my ops fifty gift chest. Fifty I, I did thousand isogen. I was very impressed. Not ISO emotion. Uh yeah, no, it was isoemulsion. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it's iso. It was iso emulsion. But, but I mean, that is one day's single chest one star refine. Like, that. W- wow. Like, really, Scopely, you shouldn't have. Thank you. Wait, wait until you start leveling up the refinery and you get, you know,
2: one chest of one day <laughs>
0: of refine some raw material. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, do, it, do you happen to have a gift receipt? I mean, not not a big, I just like to keep my records together. I would never exchange your gift, Scopely. And I obviously truly value the level 50 gift that you sent to me. Really, thank you. But just, you know, because I like to keep records. Do you have an exchange receipt? A chance? You got a gift receipt? Maybe. Uh, very, very, very interesting mechanics that I'm going to now start to be able to explore on screen for the first time ever. Uh, That being said, Bubba Joe, let's take a quick peek as to what happened in the game over the last couple of days. And we'll talk to people about some of the mechanics that we saw. Let me first begin. Let me first begin with uh, something that I observed and relayed to you guys during the event guide video. And I had a conversation with this month's arc runner about this particular iteration or this particular style change with regards to 48 hour weekend events now i did actually get some very interesting comments out of the youtube chat and it seems to me bubba joe now call me crazy i haven't spoken much about it here within the community but at least as far as the youtube comments went People seem to actually enjoy this mechanic. For those of you who are maybe not familiar with what I'm referring to, take a look inside your events carousel now, and you will see that all of the events scheduled for the weekend, as far as what is related to the arc, were all scheduled at 48-hour solo milestones. And I mentioned this during the um, I mentioned this during the event guide, except the battle pass. Except, that's correct, except the Battle Pass, because the Battle Pass is kind of a standard thing. That's always going to, you know. Right, I, I agree. I just wanted to make right. sure there was not all of the ARC-related events. It's the, it's the non-Battle Pass ARC events. Yeah, yeah, so Battle Pass, still 24-hour event. You still need to kind of do that. But with the quote-unquote ARC-related special events, I guess is what we'll call them, Bubba Joe, those for this weekend and all weekends this month, are scheduled all at once to begin on saturday for a period of 48 hours so it is it was an interesting development when i was looking at the calendar very first time and i did have an opportunity to speak to this month's arc runner about the structural or mechanical change as related to that. and and he said you know DJ, it's kind of exactly what you were thinking it was. We want to leave pressure on the weekends. We fully acknowledge that some of our players are doing other things, they got family obligations, they traveling. They might be this, this that, or, or whatever might just be happening on a weekend, and allowing players to play at their own pace through what might be a very boring or very busy weekend in real lives. Now. I jokingly come back to the other side of that same coin, Bubba Joe, and said, so wait, are you referring to this game as a Monday, Friday job? (laughs) And and I got side-eyed. All right. That being said, it was welcome. And what I have seen, what I've seen in the YouTube comments, at least, because I haven't been in Discord that much, what I've seen in the YouTube comments is that players, actually seemingly are receiving this mechanical change pretty well Bubba Joe let me ask you did you feel overwhelmed by the events that popped on Saturday and then today did you likewise feel underwhelmed or did you recognize that you had 48 hours for all these events and just decide that you would do them as you could
2: uh I was not overwhelmed but I want to um I want to make sure we're speaking very narrowly of the change of a 24-hour event to a 48-hour event, not the events themselves, because there was quite a bit of people upset on Saturday morning when things launched and then when they changed. Well, we will talk about that here in a moment, because there's but I a reason. Think, reason and- right, right. But I think that as far as specifically to the changing things from 24 to 48 hours, I saw nothing but positive feedback from that. And I think that the fact that on Saturday, whether this is intended in or by design or accidentally, you had a hostile grind event for the battle pass, and then on Sunday you had swarms, and the battle pass event was worms. But worms aren't actually terrible. Um, I mean, they're they're terrible, but they're not actually cumbersome to go. It's like you can spend five minutes and you can kill them. Um, so, but then you have swarm. Right, you didn't have that combined where you were having to go do multiple grinds on the same day, so it's not like they stacked up things like that. But then, of course, you had in between that, you had go hit Dominion, right? It was Dominion, it was PvP. What was the third event? Um, Armadas, Armadas. Oh, well, okay, so <laughs> okay, so the idea of changing it from 24 to 48, all positive, those specific events. Uh, the Dominion well, wasn't terrible, I guess.
0: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and and we're going to, we actually are going to speak about this, Bubba, because you're absolutely right. There was, there's a few problems there. Um, But first, let, let's just kind of put a, put a pin in this as far as, and even now I'm seeing it in the, in the discord chat. So I'm, I'm kind of glad to see this, that players do seemingly uh, at least majority wise, Feel that this was a low stress weekend that they could do the events when they wanted, they could do the events um, at their leisure when they might have otherwise had a very busy weekend. Today, I have not even logged into the game, I haven't entered my daily reputation daily, I haven't begun any dailies. It's like, I'm I, the high degree of likelihood I'm not going to get dailies done, it's already. Wait, I still have three and a half hours now. It's not 11 o'clock anymore, is it? It's going to be midnight now because of the time change. So I got I got three and a half hours. I'm, I might actually be able to pull it off, possibly. Um, but th- that's that's kind of the thing, right? I had a busy day with family. And then, of course, yesterday I was at work and had the big party last night. So it has been a busy weekend for me. And thankfully, I can now know that there is a better-than-average chance that I'm not going to necessarily miss anything because of my schedule. Now, we can take two steps forward, Bubba Joe, and talk about what the events actually were because it actually resulted in a problem. Saturday at Event Reset, of which you say and claim that some players were upset. Now, I will openly admit, community, that knowing... I, I don't think I put two and two together. And, and I will, obviously, I didn't design the events. Okay. That's on Scopely. But I probably could have, I probably should have connected some dots here. Now, if we look at the in game news, we saw that one of these three 48 hour events was going to be PvP. But it, Bubba, it did say PvP in a specific system, did it not? The in game news says PvP in a system. I didn't get to see the metrics. I did not know that the metric... Now, listen, hang on, Balabomb. The event card said PvP anywhere, but I'm pretty sure the in-game news... The in-game news... Oh, it does say both? Okay, well, then I... Then you know what? I accept 15% of this this responsibility because, Bubba, I didn't catch it. Even in the event guide video, I said it's going to be PvP in a specific system. I missed it where it said that it was going to be galaxy wide. So on Arcfall Day, Tuesday, when I made this video, I, I didn't only see that called. it said galaxy wide either. I didn't think I did either, but the chat is saying it was there. Now, listen, no, the chat I'm, is not, incorrect. I'm not talking, I'm not talking <laughs> about the event card community. I'm talking about the in-game news. Because, yes, when the event card came out, Mimi, okay, hang on. Oh, see, yeah, no, Mimi's got it. There it is. Impress Galron. Defeat player ships in the specified system and then defeat player ships outside the designated system. So it must have been there. I must have missed it because I probably would have come back and told the arc runner, okay, that's good. That's cool. But outside of the designated system is basically purge. And is that the best day to run? Listen, I'm not worried about R. You could have run purge day along R. I'm fine with that. You know where I'm not fine with it as a player, Bubba Joe? You can't run Galaxy-Wide Purge alongside an Armada event. Okay? Like, I'm fine with a Purge day. Right, Karkin? Especially especially a single faction of Armadas. Well, that is the second problem with that particular event, is just target availability. Right? Like, I mean, we've, we've been... Low key, I know it's low key because it happens, and then and then we don't come back. And I, it's not at the top of my list either, and that's my fault. You know, at least from my perspective, I don't stay on top of things like that, like I should. But when you have, when you have the entire galaxy hunting one faction's worth of targets, and the spawn rates are a, as abysmal as they are, that's going to make that a tough event for people to, to complete you know, at least galaxy-wide. Now, crazy enough, me personally, I played very, very little yesterday. I did get my Romulan event done. So I'm not affected by the target problem, but I also tried to knock it out pretty quick, and I used big ships, so I soaked a lot of damage. I think I got that event done in three Armadas. But if it had remained Purge, I can understand why some players would have really, really, had a tr- had trouble with that all right now me personally you know bubba joe i am a fan of pvp and armadas that is active pvp that's not that's not minor killing okay that is actual real active pvp and and requires strategy amongst the players who drop the pin and it even requires strategy for the player who might be coming in and disrupting it so I don't even mind that active PvP part of it, but I also am fully aware and can acknowledge that running a purge day alongside an Armada event day was probably not an overwhelmingly popular decision. Okay? Andar says and, uh, Armada PvP is the same as assaults. I, dis- okay, so I disagree with equating it to is- uh, assaults. However, I will agree with you and even support the PVP that happened as a result of assaults in the cases where alliances gave a crap. Most alliances, including mine, don't give a crap. Okay. So I agree, Batman. Um, There are some interesting mechanics that you could do with Armada PVP, but the game has never done them. And I acknowledge that directives continue to not be sourced well. If you had done, if, if your server was of a common mind that you kind of just had, you know, a general rule of thumb that you didn't really mess with rares and epics because they cost real money or they're really hard to get, I could, I could see maybe you being less frustrated by that event. But there's a lot of players out there where uh, directives are still hard to come by, Bubba Joe. They're, they're tough for a lot of people still, three years later. So to have an Armada blown up by, I don't know, a G5 ship, of which you can do really nothing about except for maybe Cloak, you know, that's a tough feeling for people to have. That being said, community, if you found yourself in a troubling position with regards to Armadas, Cloak is the very simple and easy answer. You still could have easily gotten that done. That being said, Bubba Joe, all things considered, I did agree when Scopely asked if they should remove the galaxy-wide PvP metric. And I know that does not sound like me. I apologize ahead of time to PvP fans everywhere. I feel like I even betrayed my own soul. But DJ, however... uh, Yes. They didn't. I Okay, I know, I know, (laughs) but there's a... Listen, I was a little bit more plugged in than maybe I'm letting on. I know what you're saying and I'm going to explain that as well. All right. But you're right. They didn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they didn't exactly. But they did turn it off for the, the you know, the larger point gain mechanic. And I will apologize to everybody who... I I, I guess I apologize to everybody who has traditionally counted on me being squarely and firmly in the PvP camp. Okay. However, for the very first time, Scopely has oh. tried, Bubba, to actually reduce screen time, and actually very effectively so. And even with this play at your pace weekend kind of schedule, I really did not want to remove that pace of play for for comment for for everyday players. Like, I guess I wanted this mechanic, Bubba Joe, to be able to be enjoyed by 100% of the player base. And for that reason, for this weekend, I did agree with the removal of the Anywhere PvP mechanic. Now, Bubba Joe says, but they didn't actually do it. And he's right. He's right. Because one of the scoring metrics in this event was to, Enter into PvP with a below-deck officer. Well, here was the problem with that. And by the way, this was talked about very early during the same conversation that I was having with them, Bubba. And it was decided that that one could stay. And I'll tell you why. That is not coded by system, if that makes sense, right? Like, you can code galaxy-wide, which is what they did, you can also code specific system, which they did with regards to the PvP battle. But below deck abilities, and whether you agree or disagree with how it's written, this is the hook that exists. We've used this hook many times before. But below deck abilities just are either on or off. There's not, in this particular case, with this particular hook, there was not a system specificity to it. So, Bubba Joe, the milestone was 100 points. And what you're saying is, If PvP outside of the designated system was removed as a scoring mechanic, what did actually remain was one point for PvP outside the designated system if you had a below-deck officer, okay? Meaning that you would have actually had to win 100 PvP battles outside of your designated zone, to complete that event with below deck points. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're minor hunting, very possible. You could do that. You've made a hundred people very grumpy. Or armada hunting. Armada hunting, but those are typically more powerful ships. All right. So, I mean, if somebody was going to do not why? But they're not crewed for PVP. I mean, we've talked
2: about the difference in between the strike teams and generic crews, and you can be very underpowered versus those ships and be running strike team versus a five, six con crew and really get a lot of damage done and probably win those fights a lot of the time. So I I wish there was a way that they could do that differently. um, Yeah. Because I know that some people took this opportunity to do exactly what we talked about. Purge the Galaxy of Miners, Purge the Galaxy of Armada Runners. And that's not... That is fun for that individual. It is not fun for basically everyone they target. And whether it's they're losing uncommon directives or rare and epic directives, like, you know, it doesn't matter, right? It's not fun to go out and try and do something and then not have the opportunity to do it. Now, the option of that is defend yourself from an errata. The option of that is, if you don't want your Miners getting blown up, pull them back, like... I get all of those perspectives. I and mean, while you're the yin of PvP and to my yang of PvE, uh, I do respect that PvP needs to have a place in this game. It just, they took a half measure because of the way the event was worded and still left a lot of people upset. The people that, that took away the system wide and uh, uh, the, the game wide PvP and they missed it for those two hours, you're like, oh man, I'm getting screwed over. It's like, well, you're not, but I understand why you're frustrated. Um, and then the people that are like, well, they didn't even do it because I'm, I'm, they're still getting points and they're still t- telling me, they're still giving me like, we've always talked about on the show, events trump row, right? You know, not every server believes that, but a lot of them do events trump row. It's like, well, the event trumped the row and now they're upset because the event didn't specifically say PvP ever was allowed, but the BDA ability was still active. So I, I don't know how to fix that or if they can fix it or even if they want to fix it. It's just something that I think people need to know about um but i think that i think that pvp events in my opinion work better as a 24 hour event because it gives you especially for the players that have less populous brackets it gives them a higher opportunity of actually being able to engage in pvp over 48 hours with fewer players rushing to those systems and occupying those systems all day long it makes it difficult to try and get those PvP kills in, and you're reliant on the PvE, which again, thankfully they had. So I think that there's some... I, overall, I like the idea of a 48-hour weekend event. I think a PvP in a system event works better as a 24-hour event for people to have a higher opportunity, target opportunity for them to engage. In. That's just my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I, I agree with that. That's some of the same problems that we've had with incursions is just the lack of availability of targets. So I I don't necessarily disagree with that particular piece of it. I think that the larger problems uh, with this particular event is not dissimilar to some ideas that I've endorsed in the past. I've said, hey, offer events that treat players like bait, right? I'll offer events that treat players like bait, for example, armadas, and then do a PvP event. The rewards have to be worth it. Players will either engage or they won't, and and that provides targets. I am fundamentally not uh, in disagreement with this, all right? I. I actually like the original setup of this weekend. Even the galaxy-wide PvP, the Purge, as Karkin calls it. I very much like those types of things because it gives me the opportunity to fight anybody at any time for any reason of my choosing. Um, I am not personally a minor hunter. I don't find a lot of enjoyment in that. But, man, if I saw an Armada, I would try to interfere because that's fun. Like, that's strategy. That is against a real player. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're there. They're online. They can intercept me. There could be a warship cloaked that I can't see, you know? So I I am not fundamentally against that. However, in this one particular case, as I see in the chat, people feel like I betrayed them. In this one particular case, I agreed with the removal of that metric because I wanted all players to enjoy the relaxed atmosphere of the weekend of this weekend style of events. If you want to run this on a Tuesday, be my guest, okay? Absolutely, no argument from me. But I did want players to fully experience the relaxation of this particular style. And Bubba, if we aggravate that relaxed feeling, then it's not a relaxed feeling. And therefore, players may not like it, and they may confuse or scopely may misinterpret the feedback. And it's not an idea that gets repeated because I actually do really like the 48 hour weekend events. But if players did find frustration with the event selection, then they still didn't get to enjoy the relaxed pace of the weekend. So it makes sense. So that is why I agreed. When they asked what I thought, just simply because I don't want to sour the milk. Does that make sense? I want to fully explain myself. If anybody in the chat doesn't really get it, I didn't want to sour the milk because I think that what they did mechanically on the weekend was fantastic. All right. But if players didn't feel that fantasticness, then they're not going to recognize the mechanic for what it was. That being said, Raw, I did love. I love the 48-hour weekend events, and personally, I love the event selection. I am totally fine with a purge day alongside Armada Days. I have been quoted as saying, lay the event that lays the bait, and then allow me to go hunting. Andar says it's a lot of words to explain the betrayal. (laughs) Well, I wanted to be clear in, in the fact that I did agree with this decision this weekend. Because I want players to enjoy and recognize the mechanic for what it was, and not necessarily for the event selection that went on with it. But as Bubba said, two things: one, you still could have technically done it with below deck abilities, and two, what Ross says in the chat: the event itself, if you were in your PvP system, was very simple to complete. I'm seeing in the chat, Bubba, a lot of players. If I'm assuming you had targets available. That may be the problem. Dragon Keeper says, there was nobody there for me. Bubba might say the same thing. There was nobody there for me. If you had an availability of targets, Ross says, I got that event done in five minutes. And I would probably agree with that. All right. But for players who don't have that, that large availability of targets could have been a challenge. And Cruzito he says, well, then kill hostiles. Well, uh, I don't want to kill 100 hostiles. Who wants to kill 100 hostiles? Not me. You know, so that being said, I think that there were some, some significant pros and cons to what we saw this weekend. And I want to be very, very clear to the player base on what was intended and what may not have been intended. As you guys saw from the announcement that I released, this is a new mechanical structure. And clearly they didn't actually fully look at the overall grand design of the events Bubba Joe when selecting, right? They wanted, well, let's do a PvP event, and then we'll do a PvE event, and then we'll do an Armada event, and that way players have all three. They get to do all three things. But it didn't occur to them that one would impact the other. You know what I'm saying? So I think that a little bit more thought needs to be put into that as far as how the events could be impacted by the other events, but I did love the mechanic of the 48-hour relaxed-paced weekend. And that is exactly what this arc runner was intending to provide. So let me ask, in summary, chat, I do see a lot of you guys just in, in kind of theory, and, and maybe Steven Darren can grab some broad screenshots here of the entire chat window. But just real quick, sound off in the chat. Did you guys approve of the quote-unquote relaxed-paced weekend as far as the clock of these events. Did you like it? Did you not? To Forget about the events themselves individually, because that needs a little bit of tweaking. But do we like a relaxed pace weekend? Bubba, just 15, 20 second executive summary. I have to feel like this is actually another example of Scopely paying attention to, and, and maybe even got dare I say, respecting, Players' time. Well, I think that you're
2: not going to get 100 percent alignment. I've, you know, one of the common complaints that people have had, and I'm sorry, I'm going to take longer than 30 seconds, but I think this is the point that's worth listening to. Um, it, incursions, you know, hasn't really run on the weekends very much, and people are like, "Oh, let incursions run on the weekends." I'm off on the weekends. I want to go PvP for 24 hours, and I want to do this, and I have time to do it on the weekends. And then you have another class of player who on the weekends they're spending time with family or they're doing chores or in some cases they're working, right? There's not going to be a perfect solution for everyone. Um, but I do think that there are a couple of reasons why the 48-hour events on the weekends work, and they're not all going to be apparent at first blush, right? I mean, think of it, look at it this way. If, there's, if events for the weekend are only launching on Saturday morning, Guess what that means that we don't have to worry about on Sunday morning? Finding a staffer to fix something that's broken, right? That's a big oh, plus yeah. that no one's really even thinking about. And maybe Scopely was thinking about when they did this, but that's a huge... I mean, with all of the event problems we've had recently, trying to find someone on a Sunday is, is much harder than a Saturday, which is also a step harder than what you can try and find during the week. So I think that there's a lot of reasons this change makes a lot of sense even though it's not going to be the perfect solution for all players because everyone's lives are a little bit different.
0: Well, that's true. I have had a couple of people say, well, you know, I knocked them all out on Saturday in an hour, and then Sunday was a little bit boring. But I think that that layout is actually kind of appropriate because Sunday has a couple of inherent events of its own. It's got anomalous phenomena, which is obviously click, 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 if you you chose to do it that way. But it also has Swarm Sunday, which could be – A little bit of a grind. Listen to Matt; how you shake a stick at it. Swarm Sunday, seventy-five hostels. You know, like that. If if you're going to fully complete Swarm Sunday, it's seventy-five hostels. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, you take that grind of a Sunday. Maybe that is what fills your time on a Sunday when otherwise you got all of your weekend events done on a Saturday. So, I, I, you know, I actually find this to be very praiseworthy. I like the idea. I hope that Scopely continues with it, but I do understand why some players might have been disillusioned with the event selection, which is why I come back and end my thesis, which is why I did agree with making players feel warm and fuzzy with this type of schedule. On the other hand, there's TS saying, Oh yeah, I was a little bit bored today. I would have liked an event on Sunday and I get that. We always have. I mean, To be fair, we've always had ARC events pretty much every single day. But they gave three yesterday, and that was intended to kind of fill the weekend. Now, we could transition here a little bit, Bubba, because I have seen another comment in the chat, which was, this week felt light. I'm a little bit bored, I've seen some people say. The calendar feels underwhelming, doesn't it? interesting well dragon keeper says well maybe it's because it is and that may be an observation community that i threw into the event guide video in graphical form you could see that this week was lighter bubba joe but man oh but it's gonna pick up it's gonna pick up i i'm not exactly sure why i'm not exactly sure why the calendar was written this way I didn't get a direct, clear answer, but if you guys look at my very cheap and very horrible and very ugly-looking Word, Word document schedule in the YouTube video, you're going to see that it's going to pick up this week, starting Monday. And I'm not sure why Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday were light. They were. I think there was, what, one new event per day that launched? But that's not the case for the remaining, piece of the, for the remaining portion of the arc. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe they did a little bit lighter to make sure that everything else was working and make sure that they had time to troubleshoot whatever they needed to troubleshoot. It could have been from a logistic standpoint, Bubba. But week one was lighter. I'm here to tell you weeks two and three, they're going to be doubly as full. Can I, can I, can I theory craft for a second here?
2: Of course. You, you indicated to us on the last podcast that, Scopely was concerned about the freebooters being too strong, right? That it was going to be a challenge for players to be able to defeat them. And even though we've seemingly solved that for a lot of players, not all players, but for a lot of players, um, between Tal and then just ships just overpowering them, there are players that don't have Tal and don't have our overpowering ships. They're going to struggle with those hostiles. But it's possible that maybe... They said, we want to see how the community reacts to the freebooter hostels before we throw them in the deep end of having to do a lot of things. And so let's test the waters. Let's have them hit six or seven or eight freebooters to complete an event. And let's see how this works to make sure we don't need to make an adjustment before we hit them with a fuller schedule. And that, if that's true, would have been an incredibly intelligent design of the event structure.
0: Well, while I can confirm that I do, ha- I do not have a direct quote one way or another, I was told by this month's ARC runner that the schedule was uh, being deployed as he intended it to be. And I can only assume that there was a tactical reason that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday were lighter on the calendar but i'm telling you folks like if you watch the event guide then go back and watch it play time's over all right your event load is going to triple on some days and and on at least every other day it's going to double okay so uh the the only exception to that will continue to be the weekend style of events because they have these weekend events scheduled all three weekends where you got the 48-hour series. So uh, Saturdays and Sundays will appear to be just like they were this weekend, relaxed pace of play with uh, a, a choose-your-own-time of play. But Monday through Friday, it's time to get back to work. All right? Monday through Friday for the remaining two weeks of this arc are going to be full. And, uh, and, and I agree. Somebody said, I feel like the rewards are down a little bit. Well, I think they are simply because there haven't been any events. All right. Um, But that changes starting tomorrow. Starting Monday, you'll have at least, at least two events per day. And there are some days where there's like three and four. So that is, that is coming. Do be aware, by the way, community, that the completion of the weekend events, this is, this is up to you but the completion of the weekend events is part of a larger meta. And I don't even mean just for the four honor guard wharf shards, Baba Joe, but I mean all three weekends together community are resulting in one large meta. Now you may not appreciate the meta reward and that's understandable because it is a hailing frequency. <laughs> However, if you, if you want that cute and fuzzy hailing frequency at the end of this arc, full completion of wait, wait, three. wait, 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 <laughs> wait, just a second. Did the cat <laughs> just call the dog hailing frequency cute? It was sarcastic. I don't like the alien one. Now, number okay, one. Okay, excellent. Way, no, no problem. <laughs> number, now I will say, I will say, even as a cat person, number one, is probably one of the most beautiful pit bulls okay he is so beautiful and they did a beautiful job on his art i love his art all right just as a personal aside number one do you guys know who i'm talking about number one it's picard's pit bull dog from season one of picard uh his pit bull is just absolutely beautiful and he has been introduced this month into the game as a hailing frequency and as an avatar um unfortunately that's not the one i think it's the crazy alien puppy is the is the one that's coming at the end of the month but again just be aware for those of you who may have missed it in the end game news um completion of all three weekend metas are required if you want the hailing frequency at the end of the month somebody asked a moment ago how are they tracking it there is a hidden invisible trigger in the fourth milestone of the weekend meta, all right, so in that last milestone, there is a, a token and uh, and that will present uh, basically, at the end of the month you'll get all three, you'll be able to redeem all three of those tokens for and't and it's invisible. you won't even see it in your inventory, which by the way, I like. Um, you know, so it doesn't clutter your inventory, but I I believe there's gonna be some bundle that's triggered by the presence of all three of those tokens. So that is going to happen and does require completion of all three weekend metas. All right, So, so just throwing that out there. Be aware, if you want the hailing frequency, then you're gonna wanna do the metas anyway. The hailing frequency itself, Bubba Joe, if I'm not mistaken, is a rare, is it a rare? Someone's going to have to correct me. I I don't remember if if the puppy dog is a rare. However, there could potentially be a mechanical reason as to why you might want this, Bubba Joe. Karkin mentioned it during last, uh, last month's arc. Does anybody remember what it might be? Why might you actually want a higher rarity hailing frequency community? So that you can do fewer of the hailing frequencies to complete an event. That's right. The higher the rarity, the more points that it's giving in a hailing frequency event, which by the way, I do not like because it's silly, but we do have those this month. There will be two of them in the calendar and both of them, Bubba Joe, are combo ALBs and SLBs. I don't think you don't like it because it's silly. You've liked silly things in the past. I don't think you like it because hailing frequencies are stupid and that opinion is correct. <laughs> well, I don't think it has anything to do with gameplay. I'm all about customization that's fine. you know I, I I originally thought avatars and frames were dumb, but I have come around. I do actually enjoy them, especially if the art is good. you know so I, I've come around on that I may come around on hailing frequency but incorporating it into the gameplay I find to be weird. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just find that to be dumb. It's very different
2: it, it's very different than using a skin or a projectile or something like that. But that's basically all this event is is the next generation of that. It's doing something that like use a projectile to go kill player ships. It's a PvE projectile. Yes, but if you have the projectile equipped you'll get bonus points for killing player ships. But why? It doesn't do anything, right? We've had those types of events before, and we, we I have often complained, it's like, what is the point of doing this? Or, or a PvP event where you have to have Mbenga as captain. Why in the world would you ever run Mbenga as captain? Oh, because the event made it do... Like, they've done this before. This is par for the course. It's stupid, but it's par for the course,
0: unfortunately. Well... Now, I, I do agree with the chat, and, and I said this last month, and and I will uh, concede, you know, 4.5% of my, of my position, which is, I do love hailing frequencies, Bubba, as the trigger for trivia events. Okay, I do. I like that much better than I do mine one Tritanium. All right, I, I guess that's silly. Mine one Tritanium also takes zero time, but I mean, that's just, that's annoying. Right? So... I do like hailing frequencies for the trivia events. I don't know that it was worth investing a, a, you know time and energy into an entire feature just to be a scoring mechanism for trivia events. However, I have seen in the chat also, Bubba Joe, that some people are enjoying these. Some pe- people I saw in chat a second ago, well, I certainly use them in PvP. Well, then I am glad you're enjoying the feature. One of the first features that was introduced into the game that actually released bug-free. So I'm glad you're liking it. I'm not a huge fan, me personally. That's okay. I'm not going to advocate against it. I'm glad some people are enjoying it. It's just not my, not my, it's not my cup of tea. So um, that being said, there are two this month hailing frequency events that will be combined with PvP just like they were last month all right uh two pvp events that will be combined with hailing frequencies and if i'm not mistaken sadly and and nauseatingly so last month i'm pretty sure the alliances that won that didn't do it with pvp pretty sure they just had people that sat in the system with six ships and just kept cycling through and spamming the buttons what oh yeah no oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah like, so, and I, I, I do not find that to be engaging nor fun, me personally.
1: So I, the people
0: the, who won, I, I was, yeah, I was going to say, the people who won, like, if you were an alliance that won that event, did was that fun? Was that actually fun? I think
2: people that, will say that winning the event is fun, regardless of how you get there.
0: Okay, Andar says he did enjoy it. Uh, okay. Oof and i says think no, i think winning i, I yeah, think win yeah
2: cruzito and and are more corrected winning an event whatever the event is is always fun whether you had fun dealing there or not but winning an event is fun um i want to i want to i found something very hilarious uh vam in the chat said so if you could design a halic frequency what would it be let bubba and dj pick one dj and i would pick the exact same one and they're never going to do
0: it the middle finger emoji Yep, that's exactly what yeah. it would be. <laughs> <It's>,
2: <laughs> yeah. That yeah, there's only one right answer, that's the answer. Case well, closed. Yeah. That's whoever it. got the first pick, if we did a draft, whoever got the first pick
0: picks that one and that person wins. Like, there's no that, other –
2: that's it. That's the one.
0: That <laughs> yeah, absolutely, game over. Um, I, I have actually had some interesting, funny conversations with them about the middle finger emoji. Just FYI, it will never happen. Um, like it's not going to happen, but, uh, that being said, like not even, no guys, not even like, well, maybe no, 100%, a middle finger emoji is not going to happen. That being said, I have had some funny conversations with them about why it should, all right, (laughs) about why it should happen. Um, and, and I might not even, I, I might even be, uh, tempted to share with you that, that Individual opinions also agree that it would be wildly, hilariously, and fun, but this particular IP slash company slash product, it will never happen. Poop emoji, probably the same thing because this is not, these are not emojis. These are not emojis. They are custom art designed by this company and IP. I doubt they could even, like, they can use emojis because of licensing. They can use emojis in the, in the chat. Uh, But to actually incorporate them into the game, I I don't see that happening. It's got to be their own original art. And I'm I'm sure that the poop emoji would would not happen. The eggplant won't either. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) What is wrong with you people? No eggplants, no poop emojis, no middle fingers. Why do you guys all want the bad things? (laughs) Why do you want the bad things? All right. So, anywho... That is, uh, that's kind of the lowdown of what you could expect coming up through the next couple of weeks with hailing frequencies. Uh, that, will, uh, that will happen twice in the form of leaderboards. Gag me with a spoon. Um, other events that will be coming up, there will be a trade XP spending SMS that is happening, Bubba, and, uh, and a few other of your typical favorites. I think I saw a heavy hitter uh, running in there. Ooh, Trivia. There will be, um, there will be, Bubba, a villain trivia event this month, which I'm actually very curious about. They are doing villain trivia this month. So when that occurs, uh, whatever day, I think it's during late week two, there will actually be a villain series of trivia events. So I'm kind of curious about that. Go ahead, Bubba.
2: It isn't the idea of villains uh, a matter of perspective? And do you think the Borg thinks they're villains? I don't think the Borg think they're villains.
0: I don't think Species 8472 thinks they're villains. But somebody's going to say that they are. Even Thanos didn't think he was a villain. That's right. Thanos thought he was the bringer of salvation. All right. Uh, That being said... We, uh, I guess it, you're right. It does depend on perspective, but that will be, uh, that will be occurring this month. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they have. I agree. Uh, I, done I, they,
2: the trivias have actually been pretty good. I mean, even the yeah, one where to, you had to go, like, figure out who served in the military and think, like, some of the, the TOS one was a little bit, they had some, they were pulling out references that you wouldn't know unless you either were a huge Trek fan or were searching for them on the internet. But even those were okay. I think the only one they've really missed on, in my opinion, was the musical one. Like that was like a trivia of a trivia of a trivia. It's like you had to know these four different things. You had to know the answer and how to get a musical note and how. Like it was just it. it that was like one step too far. But most of the rest of the trivia events have actually been pretty good.
0: So I I, I, yeah, I have that, I have high hopes for this one. The music the music cipher that one was that was tough even for me. If you asked me today how that event worked. I still don't think I could explain it. Honest to God. I still don't think I could explain it. That was, that was just rough. That was a tough one.
2: <laughs> uh, Viper. We're going to, we're going to throw some geography trivia at DJ for the, for the trivia event. <laughs> I
0: don't, I don't, somebody, somebody actually post the answers in the spoilers room. I need, I need the answers. Oh yeah. I, I won't even try to solve that one. All right. I'll, I'll just go straight to discord for the answers. All right. I promise. Like I, I i won't i will not be worried about the sanctity of of investigation for that event i'll just take the answers um so funny uh, I, funny enough good I, I know you got a long
2: drive dj and i apologize to leave you here in the lurch but uh my headphones are about to die and it is vastly approaching my bedtime and and you kept me up late last night so i gotta
0: i gotta make up my beauty sleep that is true and i do appreciate <laughs> you being here thank you so much for that no, uh, much. you have a good drive home stay safe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually relatively close to home. I'm probably I'll, I'll this, you know, because we were at the car Stevens Aaron, it's not quite as long a show as if I'm just sitting in the studio for five hours. So uh, we probably will get ready to wrap up over the next 15 to 20 minutes or so. Um, I would like to say good evening to Karkin and uh, Captain Mark. Welcome to the stage. I appreciate you Hello. guys being here. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, interesting to point out, why can't they put a middle finger emoji in the game? Captain Picard dropped an F-bomb. I'm sorry, Admiral Picard dropped an F-bomb here recently without giving any spoilers. Without giving any spoilers, we're not going to talk about it. Just going to say, was anybody else actually shocked to hear that? I was like, whoa. Whoa. I wasn't quite expecting that. Tactical Cream says I had to rewind it. (laughs) Well, I didn't rewind it, but I, I was taken aback. I was kind of surprised. All right. I found out, I found I mean, out from
1: one of the review shows that that was a, uh, an outtake that they left in. Or is it uh, um, not an outtake? A um, uh, ad lib. Yeah, they left in.
0: Well, you know, he- here's the thing drop an F bomb. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not even saying that they're human and they shouldn't use F bombs. I'm just saying, I think from a broadcast perspective, it did surprise me. You know, like, I, I, I just wasn't expecting to hear it. I, well, it's I, not, I enjoy... It's not broadcast I, either.
1: It's, it's on streaming, so... Well, I get that, but okay, all right.
0: That's fine. Name any other episode or movie of any Star Trek property in history and tell me where you heard an F-bomb.
1: The first one of season one is Picard. Admiral Clancy. Sheer effing hubris.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. Well, I was probably R- equally sure when Riker I
1: said S too.
0: Well, S is a little different. Okay, that that one is mildly, that's middle of the road. I guess, I, I guess what I'm saying is
1: it's becoming normalized.
0: I, yeah, I, okay, call me old fashioned. I don't like that. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, weird for a second. I like to watch Star Trek with Oliver. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't necessarily, I don't think I want, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Although maybe, maybe he is better off watching, you know, Prodigy and Lower Decks and, and, you know, that, that stuff is fine. But I mean, actually, Oliver likes Star Trek.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, in the generations, he was, when they were about to crash,
0: he didn't actually get it out. He started to, and they, they did some audio clip, they did a cut. All right. He didn't actually like, Actually, get it out. All I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I am not a thousand. I'm not a thousand percent sure. that this isn't related to Star Trek Fleet Command, obviously. It, it, whatever, it's just an opinion, I guess. Yeah. I, and I, me personally, me personally, I'm fine with it. Okay, honestly, honest to God, I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be wussy. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, this is a slight departure from what Trek is, and this is one particular angle that I feel like we're doing just to like like grab the attention of audiences. And I don't know if we need to do that.
1: Me personally. I think that's true too, but it's, it's so infrequent that it's, it's really just, I think it's just an emphasis on a certain piece of dialogue. I Uh, don't think that they're using it it gratuitously. I don't, it's not all the time. It's, it's really just to, to make a point.
0: I get it. I get it. And, and again, personally, I'm cool with it. Uh, I just, I guess I was a little bit surprised. Maybe, maybe I, I was just a little bit, you know, cause Oliver was on the couch with me. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I was just like, oh man, <laughs> like, you know, why, hey, why do you have to go do that? Uh, on the other hand, you know, Ra is right. I mean, we've talked about, you know, women, they've written porn books, like, you know, th- there's, there's a lot of, there's, I guess, a lot of, of Of the dark under seedy underbelly of Star Trek, but I, I maybe it just caught me off guard. Maybe it caught me off guard, and it was Picard. I mean, he's the most wholesome man in history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean he's is, he is like the best man who ever lived. <laughs> it was It was surprising to to hear. Um, anyway, that that is that as well. Uh, if you haven't gotten caught up on uh, Picard season three on paramount plus it is absolutely it you know last season i praised prodigy and strange new worlds as being the best track the best new track on television i didn't think i I thought it was light years ahead of discovery i thought that strange new worlds uh in its first season delivered something far superior than what seasons one and two of Picard delivered. I thought season one of Picard was good. Season two left me very disappointed. And I really didn't want that for, you know, for Patrick Stewart's final showing, final outing as Jean-Luc Picard. So season two left me really, really disappointed. But, but, you know, Anson Mount and his crew on Strange New Worlds was just absolutely amazing Trek. Very, very good Trek. Um, So far, the first four episodes of Picard Season 3, I think have surpassed even that of Strange New Worlds. It is... This might be some of the most exciting, most edge-of-your-seat Trek I may have ever watched in my entire life. It is incredible Trek. Ross says, I still think I like Strange New Worlds better. And you know what? As its potential as as the potential of a series raw i think that it it can do big things i think picard is pulling out all the stops because this is it we will never see these characters on screen ever again you know what i'm saying like this is it so i think they're pulling out all the stops and they're doing something massively big to to just get the gang back together because this is it we'll never see them again but I think Strange New Worlds can be a 10-year season. I, I think it could be a 10-year show if they, if they do it right. But so yeah. far, the first four episodes of Trek have just been riveting. I mean, and that's right, Spectre. I forgot about that. Did you guys know? He told me this after, C, after episode one. We've got a community member right here. You check him out, C, uh, Server 11, Spectre. He actually works for the visual effects company that is working on Picard season three. Yeah. We should get him on to talk to him one day, uh, about what goes into like what he's doing, because I'll tell you this, Mark, the effects have been on freaking point.
1: Oh, the ship is beautiful. The new Titan is is amazing.
0: the The Titan is crazy. Um, just the nebula is so immersive and beautiful. It's, Mind blowing how cool this thing just looks.
1: Yeah, and they um, got the, the Dartalios in there and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I said no spoilers, Mark. God. All right. Oh, no, and by the way, in he's,
1: game. He's, he's, it's in game. So you have seen it.
0: He's messing with you. He's messing with you, Rhino. I give you permission to punch Mark in the throat. Okay. Whoa. Uh, no. The, <laughs> That's fine, <laughs> you have permission. No spoilers. Nothing. <laughs> um that being said uh it's great great trek rhino i don't know why you're waiting he says i have to wait a few more weeks please don't please don't like no, you need to go now. you Dude, owe it yeah you owe it to yourself you owe right it after, to yourself
1: right after this episode just go and, and watch it rhino
0: okay. why are you waiting why are you waiting Do you, because you can't stand cliffhangers right you've got a binge watch you have to okay now listen let me let me just tell you okay i can say this with no spoilers if you want to binge watch in segments, the first four episodes are contained. Okay, the first four episodes you could watch right yeah, now. I
1: agree with Okay, that.
0: and and it's a it's contained. All right, there are elements that are going to lead to the rest of the season, but I can tell you right now, I I can see it from a writing perspective, and I would love to ask Shauna about this about because this is a unique writing style i think i i I like it i think i don't know that there are many other types of shows that that have done what picard just now did but the first four episodes were chapter one like it's a story okay so rhino i i am saying truthfully i think that i think that you could pull off the first four episodes and get a good chunk of the story. And then you could wait on the rest of it to come around. Mm-hmm. All right. Because it, it is, it is a story. Those first four, uh, Lady Unalesca calls it its own arc, so to speak. Um, and I, I can see that it, it is, it, it's, unique writing. Um, because obviously there was the quote unquote cliffhanger, if, if you will, to go to, you know, the second arc of this season, but, but it was a very, interesting story. And I got to be honest with you, even episode two, episode three, I was kind of wondering like how long this was going to go on and how it was going to wrap up. I mean, it was like the ending of a book or the ending of a, of an episode of television or an ending of a movie was how episode four ended, but with the cliffhanger, you know? So, um, it, it would not be, if you are waiting to try to binge everything, I'd say that you could chunk off the first four episodes and Mm -hmm. you would be okay. All right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. Viper says, thanks. Now we know there's a cliffhanger. Listen, there's always a cliffhanger. That's not a spoiler. There's always a cliffhanger. they got to keep you coming back for more. All right. And, and I'll just say this. It does appear that there's a lot more. There's a lot more that could happen this season. Very excited about it. Wolfwood says, who else loves Captain Shaw? Can I just say... I freaking love Captain Shaw. Like, he's the best. Oh, wow. How raw, how real, how uncensored. This man, this actor, I don't know who he is. I don't know that I've ever seen him before. Has he done other stuff? I'm sure he's done other stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. He was in- um, This,
0: this uh, guy is, what an amazing actor. Because he really, really portrayed the deep psychological impact that life events had on this character. He is so, so good. (laughs) Anita says, I would 100% do him. He's, He's not bad to look at either, is he? What a great actor he is! What an in depth character. Whoever directed him if he even needed direction during these first four episodes, the man is an acting genius. He portrayed that character so well. And, and it was like, he started out as almost like the villain. And then you really learned about him. You really, you suddenly like he became your hero. The writing I, where's Shauna, I need Shauna Benson. Because I want to talk about, I want to talk about what she thinks about the writing of this, of this season so far, because what? no Viper, that was not a spoiler. I'm just saying like how you look at him is going to evolve. That's what good writing is. Mm-hmm. How you look at him is, is going to evolve. Maybe, okay. Sorry. I am skirting. I'm sorry, Lavonius. I shouldn't have said he becomes your hero because he is a dick. Okay. Like he is a jerk. And, and you can just go with that, all right? He's, he's a jerk. Live with that. All right? But uh, there he is. Thank you, Wham. Todd Stashwick. Incredible talent. Incredible talent. He is perfectly cast.
1: Uh, Jonathan Frake is the main, main director for this season.
0: Uh, he's he's just, just, man, pulling out all the stops. Okay, all right. I'm done, oblivious. I'm sorry. No more Picard. With that. With I guess I should mark the episode, Stephen Aaron. We should mark the episode with a spoiler alert. Okay, remind me. Don't let me forget. Um, <laughs> Miel says Shaw was written for him. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, he's he's great. An, um, he, yeah, just amazing, Rob. What a what a great. You know, can I can I just brag without no more context of the show? But can we brag on on Paramount's ability to choose? Like, obviously, like, you know, Mar- Car- Marvel has Kevin Feige, okay? Star Trek has Alex Kurtzman, and I really feel like he's doing a pretty daggone good job. The Discovery was, was a little weak, but, man, Lower Decks, Prodigy, Strange New Worlds, now Picard. Like, he's, he's been hitting some home runs, man. I mean, even Discovery was probably a solid base hit. I'm not going to call it a strikeout. All right, it was, it was, it was a solid double. All right. It was a solid double, but man, he's, he's been, he's been hitting some homers. He's really been doing, he's, he's been doing some good work.
1: I think we got to give I, a little more credit to Terry Metalis on, on Picard at least because he really took the reins, uh, for, for season three and, and even, uh, even the end of season two. Uh, well uh,
0: listen everybody involved freaks even even down to the directors and the cast the casting has been great listen all of them are great i'm not saying he doesn't have a good team around him but but alex kurtzman is to star trek what kevin feige is to marvel and and he's knocking it out of the park i mean really his his entire his entire team his entire department his entire ip is doing really really well so I I am really really liking it, but yeah, Metalis obviously he's great. He's extremely talented. He's got a great vision, um, and and just such good. Oh, Specter says what what what? <laughs> do you, do you want to spill the beans on what's going on behind the scenes and within Paramount's uh, socio-political structure? <laughs> do, do you wanna? No, I gotta go. I'm getting ready to pull in my driveway. All right, Specter. Oh, you're under NDA. You can't share. Well, that makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. All right. Well, with that, thank you guys so very, very much. I do appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, It was a fun time. Uh, Thank you for just kind of chilling and chat uh, with me here tonight on a somewhat laid back version. We did talk a little bit about the events, the calendar, what we had this past weekend, and what you could look forward to over the next several days. I do, by the way, here is your hint. I do have a little hint for you. Here is a little something that you could kind of put in your cap and plan for. The calendar indicates that there are Picard and Beverly auctions, weekends one and two. There are also power auctions for avatars on weekends one, two, and three. Could one potentially presume that there would be something added to weekend number three? might want to prepare yourself if indeed you might find yourself to be interested in potentially looking at something in weekend number three, although it is highly doubtful that it will be Picard and Beverly. Could be, could be, not saying it won't be, just saying that there could be something that pops up that weekend and it may or may not be related to Legacy Part 1. My name is Ultimate DJs. I want to thank you for being a part of our live studio audience and our podcast audience, both near and afar, internationally and here at home on such sites as iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora, uh, and and all the rest, Uh, Podcatcher, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, and all the rest. Thank you guys so very much for consuming the content. Please visit us online at TalkingTrekSTFC.com, TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you can find links to our Twitch, our YouTube our patron club, even some of our sponsored links. I would like to remind you of our new affiliation with international company, GoV For all of your lightning needs, anything that you would like for home entertainment, even vehicle, game room, game desk, anything that you want, all the best streamers are using them. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ultimate DJs has Govi lighting in his studio. But so does the Rev Do. So does community manager, Backlegs Plants, and so many others. They're using Govi. And I would like to invite you to use Govi as well by using our special affiliate link. Use exclamation point Govi in our Discord chat to find a custom link. And if you go into our sponsor links and info room, here on Discord, then you will find some exclusive and special coupon codes for you to use to save on the products you use to enhance your light. Check them out. A new Talking Trek partner affiliation in Govi. My name is Ultimate DJs. Thank you for listening to Talking in Cars with DJs, a subset of the Talking Trek podcast, which is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friend in the neighborhood, Cat Borg, feline out of nine, saying out for now. Catch you on the next one, everybody. Have a great night.
1: Love you.